All right. You start with that, and immediately I do what I'm not supposed to do and pull the mic closer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get used to this eventually. We're getting better. We're getting more settled into the studio. I would think so. But speaking of this studio, okay, are we rolling? Yeah. We're rolling. Okay, we're just going. This is just a, a hard, hard start. The Tex-ish podcast, guys. Yep. I had never heard of them before. Mm-hmm. I'll probably catch a bunch of crap from anybody that listens to them. Yep. But they were in this studio, this literally this studio. Yep. The guys who owned this just showed me a clip. They've got this iconic stuff behind them. Yep. Same exact studio. They were talking shit about pickleball. Yep. Like, you got to respect this space. This is the <laughs> home of the pickle pod. Yeah. Like, I'm going to... We, we should um, we should look at the schedule bite them. and figure... Exactly, yeah. I'm not on board. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm not on board. I thought but, uh, that's where you, go, where you were going, but I'm yeah. not on board. No. Fighting them? No. I'm not going to do that. No. We can, like, fight them. I think I've spoken about this before. I don't physically fight. Right. I impart emotional damage uh-huh. on people mm-hmm. you either got to be able to in any room you either got to be able to beat everybody up or outrun them or inflict emotional damage if we're just talking about conflicts i'm i'm number two and three i yeah. run away to yeah. a safe distance yeah where they can still hear me yeah and then i let them know yeah <laughs> so we're gonna do that to those guys so this is a, a unofficial threat um, but they're not the only ones talking about it. Okay. I was just looking at Pat McAfee keeps talking about it. Pardon my take guys are super into it. Uh, the rich Eisen show, the workaholics guys, they have a podcast. We've had Kyle Newichuk on, um, but it's hot in the podcast space right now. So, uh, I don't know. We got to figure out how to like have matches with these people. It's hot everywhere, man. Yeah. It's hot everywhere. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's, uh, let's make it happen. I still think that we should have a, a zany rules pickle pod dink tournament in Austin. Yep. Where we can do all of the crazy stuff that we've suggested. We can put yep. our money where our mouth is, whether it's extending the the kitchen, widening the the court, mm-hmm. penalties for for cheating, mm-hmm. illegal paddles, whatever. It'll be a wild west tournament here in Texas. Yeah. Um and uh okay, so this episode is going to be a, a quick one. Um so we'll, we'll aim for like, uh, I don't know, 35, 40 minutes. If it goes over, it goes over, but we can't go over that much because we're going to get the boot. Um, but uh, this is episode four of the newly revamped Pickle Pod. Welcome back. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Follow on Spotify and leave a comment because as you're about to see, we read the comments live on air, the ones that we like the best. One of the best questions I thought um, and one I'd like you to respond to is if you are going to start this beef with Dylan Frazier, which I think is a no brainer for both of your personal brands, what will be your first move in this tit for tat? What's your first chess move? First time I play him, I'm going to take the second dink and throw it past his neck just to let him know that it's on. It'll yeah, be a physical start. But no, 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 no. I won't, I won't intentionally try to hit him. He'll probably actually get a, a, a paddle on it. But I'm going to throw one high and tight just to let him know that it's on. It's a fair warning. Until then, he'll have no idea. I Dylan, love him, but definitely doesn't strike me as a guy that's listening to podcasts. Um, more so strikes me as a guy that is taking playing Roblox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and taking a lot of naps, that's for sure. What I mean, that his, goes without um, saying. What was his... Uh... What was his female name? I'm trying to 
I'm trying to figure Dylan's? out. He was like, yeah. Like, I don't. Dylan hasn't been released yet. Oh, dang. It should have been like Danica Frazier or something like that. Like, that would have <laughs> been good. I could see it. Well, it'll, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what Dylan looks like. But now I've been having an <laughs> internal debate on this for the last couple days. Okay. I'm trying to figure out. Are you hot? Well, no, no, I am hot. I'm Zara, trying to. Zara is Zara. Zara, Zara is a smoke show. Like yeah. it's just, I, I put it to an Instagram poll. Okay. Everybody agrees that Zara <laughs> see that. super hot. Yeah. Everybody except for my good friends, Jenny, my fiance, gave Zara a zero out of ten rating. Okay. And also a couple of my a good buddies, a couple of my good buddies, did not agree. Yeah. But I've been trying to. I've been trying to figure out in my head, is it okay for me to think that Zara is hot? <laughs> like, am I just, is that weird? It's am a I narcissistic. Am I, that's what I thought. Yeah. Like, it's definitely narcissistic, and I'll embrace that. But is it weirder on other levels? It depends on how you compare her to the other guys that were turned into women. By the way, if you don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> me, yeah, me, we should probably explain. It's, it's the memes of Pickleball. Memes of Pickleball, of course. Uh, they went and basically did some AI thing where you, it's like a filter, I think it was on Snapchat too, where you basically like, you convert men into women and women into men. And then they assigned names to the, um, I guess, I don't know, for the male players, the female counterparts, like Zane is Zara Navratil. Um which, Colin is Colleen Johns. <laughs> uh, Leah Jansen is Liam Jansen. Uh, Riley Newman is Riley Newman. And then they just put a picture of Hannah Johns on there for Ben. Did they? It, does it look like her? It, it just looks like her. <laughs> that, no, the, what I they said was that. I don't th they I actually did. One. They they put the out. one is Vincent David. Somebody yeah. said yeah. it's literally just Thomas Wilson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, these guys! Memes of pickleball is going to get me in trouble someday. You all right? We need to cut. Professional podcaster. <laughs> no, uh, I just got off a plane and came right to the studio. So that is professional podcasting. Uh, let's read through a couple more of these comments here. Um, <clears throat> we have oh, a comment correction. from AJ Kohler. Not a goalie, a forward. But again, this is just a commenter. I don't know if. I don't know if she has any insight. Probably has uh, as much insight as we do. So could still be a goalie. Somebody somebody corrected me too that uh, AJ is not your cousin. He's Thomas Wilson's cousin. Yeah, which yeah I right. did know that. Thomas number two. I did know that. Yeah, yeah. he's a top five Thomas for yeah. sure. Um, I like this. James is the happy Gilmore of pickleball. I don't know if that's totally true. I think there's some other people you could uh, you could argue are in the running for that. Yeah. Um, who who would your argument be? Uh, the Happy Gilmore. Well, Ryan Sherry, Tyson McGuffin. It would be like a hybrid of Ryan Sherry, Tyson McGuffin, and James Ignatowicz. Yeah. Then who's the who's the shooter McGavin of pickleball? That's a good question. Ooh. All right, commenters. Yeah. What All right. About that All right, subscribers. Who is the shooter McGavin of pickleball? And whoever gives the best person and explanation for why they're the shooter McGavin of yeah, pickleball will be featured on the show where we won't feature you. We won't have you on the show. We, maybe we will eventually, but not this time. We'll just read your comment on there. Yep. Um, make it elaborate. 
Make it very elaborate. Yeah, and then if you want to like, grab some other characters, um, like who, what's the coach's name? I don't remember. The one with one hand, uh, one hand with the fake hand. It's coach. God, I don't know. I'm not a good, not good at naming uh, characters in, in movies. But um, oh, this is the one you were talking about. Hey Zane, Thomas Shields is is not Thomas Wilson, who I think is AJ Kohler's cousin. I think he's. I think he's correct. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. And another commenter. AJ was a forward. I see on internet. <laughs> <laughs> Talks like uh, Charlie from Always Sunny. <laughs> um, but uh, okay. So we decided that because I've been scrambling even to get to the studio, you're kind of you're gonna kind of lead the topics today. I'm in charge of this one. So, yeah. First of all, boss. subscribe to the YouTube. Please subscribe. Leave a comment. Um, yeah. Well, one of the things that we didn't uh, we didn't uh, address from the the comments was we got a lot of Zane is a cheater and or a couple of Zane is a cheater and that it's it's not okay to in the YouTube uh, comments. In the YouTube comments, I went to the bottom. It's not okay to uh, to hook back. And the interesting thing uh, is people are asking, does the court of public opinion matter when you're playing for money? And I think we've discussed that in an matters. early on episode. But what I was saying is currently ignoring court of public opinion. Mm-hmm. You should call every rally ending ball out. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. obvi- just, just like if you're trying to win, there's no repercussions. Yep. Obviously, that gets you crapped on in the the court of public opinion, mm-hmm. but it's it is it is an incentive to to cheat. So yes, most of us are considering the court of public opinion when yeah. we're making our line calls. Yeah. It's a consideration. I don't think everybody is, right. but well, it's just one 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 interesting comment from sort there. of like it's sort of short term versus long term. In the short term, yeah more likely to have a better outcome in that match and so therefore more likely to win more money in that specific tournament in the long run everybody hates you <laughs> you're not going to get as good of brand deals right sure some people don't want to do partnerships with you they don't want to reach out to you and explore other ways you might be able to make money down the road so yeah but I think, uh, again there's there's a space for somebody that the common enemy right the there's tasteful a tasteful bad boy the taste or the bad untasteful boy. bad boy yeah. Or girl. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the the tasteful bad boy is our boy DJ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Currently. He's coming Currently. on next week. He'll be here next week. In studio, which will be so, fun. He got fined. He yep. got fined by the PPA. Yep. An undisclosed amount. Yep. I actually have asked DJ. I've grilled DJ. I've begged him to tell me how much. Yeah. He won't tell me. It's an undisclosed amount. Really? I would bet you. That's he was sworn to secrecy. Sworn to secrecy. I would bet you it is – I would bet my life savings that this fine is no more than 100 bucks. Yeah, it's next to nothing. I would I, – my, my my guess would be it was like a dollar. Yeah, I bet part, the part of the conversation was like, hey, we're going to make this fine pretty nominal because it would, didn't exist prior. We need to do this. It's kind of like for it's – it's marketing and as part of the agreement – you just don't disclose. We won't disclose, and we'll move on. What do you think an appropriate fine would be for something like that? I don't I, know. I, I would have to look at the current 
potential earnings on the tour and, and sort of like a tiered, you know, if you're going to win this many medals throughout the year, how much do you make? Yeah. And it would have to be sort of in consideration of what's a potential outcome on tour. And what's, how much is our insurance going to have to yeah. go up because if, of you throwing paddles? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait that. that. But, and then basically I'd be like, all right, if I'm like Connor Pardo, I'd be like, okay, what are the, what's the average earnings of a player in the NFL? And then what's a like or comparable fine? And then I would just create a percentage. Right. I would apply it to uh, pickleball. Yeah, I don't think you can necessarily have an across-the-board number. I think it'd be – I mean, let's just say for, for one tournament, maybe that's something like that's a, a 5% of tournament appearance fine. I think that'd be a decent, uh, a decent uh, I guess, way of – preventing it in the future or or not you know having it having a punishment for it but also it's not exactly been a a problem i didn't even think about this until you brought it up just now but it would be pretty unfair for the fine to be significant if that wasn't known going into the match oh for sure right yeah agreed you can't just go find him 10 grand yeah right yeah no chance. I mean, that's not something. It would be, it'd like, be. It's interesting. It's interesting space too, because there's, at least to my recollection, I don't think we specifically discuss something like this in our in our contract with with a PPA. Right. Right. So, they decide to fine me for throwing my paddle. Well, we have a contract, and it's not in the contract. I'm fining you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm fining. What do you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like. I, I don't know. I'd be curious. Like, do they have legal authority to do that? Probably not. Is it worth any sort of legal battle? Definitely not. No. Um, but yeah. 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 Um, I don't think any legal battles are, are worth it right now. Um, but one day they will be. Yeah. All right. So I'm the captain of this podcast today. Yeah, we got cap. Thomas is hungover. <laughs> No, I took an exam last night, the opposite of, I wish I was hungover. Uh, I took an exam last night that ended at 10 PM Went it was a three hour exam, went right up to the end of it, closed my laptop, done for that, that class for the semester and just like threw my headphones. It was like, I felt like I got bulldozed, went to bed for a couple hours, was up at five 30 to get on a flight to get back here. Here I am in a studio, professional podcaster. Like I said, hungover. Um, <laughs> so we have the, the shuffle draft results in, uh-huh. and we have some interesting, some interesting moves. Okay, what was what was the one that like, what was the number one takeaway, or what was the most interesting? Well, I think we can go through. I I, th- I recommend we go through some of these just to draw out this podcast, <laughs> just, just to make it longer. But there's interesting things. So what I want to do is. Let's go through these moves, and I'm going to rate them for each team. Okay. We'll give them a grade. Okay. okay. So the first one, Columbus Pickleball Club placed Becky Ryan on the waiver wire, yep. picked up Jill Braverman, mm-hmm. and then traded Jill for Megan Fudge. Oh, so, wow. I didn't know that last part. Okay. And we put out a blog on it and everything. So. <laughs> yeah. As we said, professional podcaster, <laughs> yeah. just like 10 seconds ago. Professional podcaster, not professional blog reader. <laughs> So essentially, the Columbus Pickleball Club replaces Becky Ryan with Megan Fudge. 
Yeah, that's pretty an, interesting. That's an A move. Yeah, it's that's, it's an A like strategy move. Um, but I wouldn't. I mean, I could make the argument that you just keep Jill. Fair, fair. Uh, yeah, I think Jill has firepower for sure. Mm-hmm. She has the firepower. Very different players between Jill and Megan, mm-hmm. right? Jill is going to be in an alpha on that women's court mm-hmm. and on that men's court. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> trust me, I play with Jill. She's the boss, man. She yeah. is the boss. Yeah. Um, which is good because I think that she can potentially, you know, really play well and be. I would think that that team of it'll be Jill. I'm sorry, it would have been Jill. And Millie Rain, I would have to think that that'd be one of the best female teams in, mm-hmm. in Challenger. Mm-hmm. But the Columbus Pickleball Club opted to go for the steadier Megan Fudge, who is also one of the, the best females in the, in the Challenger League. So I think overall, it's an A move. I think, uh, I think Megan Fudge is more of a known commodity. And again... There's not a tremendous amount of incentive to win the Challenger League. You want to win, but really what these teams are playing for, a lot of them, is to not be in the Challenger League at the beginning of next year. Right. So the the safer pick of Megan Fudge, while Jill might win you the league, she might lose you the league. I doubt she'll lose you the league, right? But the outcomes with Jill are a lot more variable than they are probably with Megan. Right. Which is why I think this is a I think this is overall an A move. Yeah. People don't talk about the fact that this year is basically like one big tryout for next year. Yeah. For the ownership groups, not the players. Mm-hmm. I mean, the players, the players to- yes, of course, so that they'll be drafted. But in terms of like who's going to be premier, who's going to be challenger, it's all on the ownership groups to make the right moves right now and have a good showing. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. There's like pretty significant implications for this first season and the ownership groups specifically. For sure. It's almost more it's almost more advantageous to play to hedge, right? To try and be middle of the road mm-hmm. rather than taking a stance that's going to either work really well or work very poorly. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's like I don't think it's 12 and 12 in the Premier and Challenger League next year. I could be incorrect there, but I don't think it's an even even amount. And I don't know if that's a public thing. So you guys can go ahead and, and try and fact check me, but I don't know yeah, what's don't actually know. been released there. For some reason, and I, again, I could be wrong. For some reason, I thought that it was like 10 and 14, like 14 Premier 10 challenger or, or 16 and eight, right. but I don't know. So, so teams are really just fighting sense. to not be at the, at the bottom. Right. Um, anyway, teams yeah. at the bottom other than team clean, which I'm on, but <laughs> we're talking about the challenger, the Miami pickleball club placed Matt Manassi on the waiver wire, mm-hmm. a move. I have no takes. Then selected Brandon Long, a move. I've never watched Brandon Long play. Is it Brendan or Brandon? We've got Brendan here. I hope we're right. It's written Brendan. Yeah, Brendan. Um, but uh, my my only take on Matt is 
his commentary is like getting better and better each tournament. I like actually enjoy having Matt on the broadcast now. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he knows what he's he's talking about. Yeah, like I think that he's going to be a very good GM. I wonder if this has has placed any sort of strain with his his club like i think he knows the game pretty well was he dual function was he player and gm i guess there's there's connections there yeah um initially i don't know the exact extent of it but he got put on the waiver wire and put brendan got brendan long on there brendan i think will be a good pretty decent pairing with with jeff that's a team that can really take the paddle out of your hand so i mean i think that that's a We'll give that at a an overall. I think I'm going to give that an A move as well. I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to I'm going to say A too. Brendan's Brendan's playing well, and um, you know, yeah, Brendan's playing well. All right, so this Dallas pickleball club move, kind of surprised to see Chuck Taylor go to the waiver wire, um, but definitely a big fan of picking up De La Rosa. I feel like he's one of the more underrated players on in pro pickleball. I agree. Um, so, and also they did, they also shipped Megan Fudge to Columbus for Jill. So basically what they did, they got rid of Megan and Chuck and they got Daniel and Jill. Yeah. Um, I'm good buddies with Brandon French mm-hmm. who is, you know, he's on this team. Chuck is better than Brandon French. Chuck's a better player. I'll tell that to to Brandon. His face. I, I'm pretty sure I did tell him the the other day when we were he was here in Austin. I was like, man, I think Chuck's a better player than mm-hmm. than Frenchie. I think Chuck is. I think Chuck is one of the better male players in Challenger, and now he's not even. That's that's what I would, on a team. Right. So for him to be put on the waiver wire is interesting. Yeah, it's it's surprising, and I think I wonder. If some of these other teams, had they known that he was going to be dropped, would have maybe dropped one of their players. Like somebody who's selecting a, who had a fourth round male pick in the Challenger League. Like maybe one of those guys is is dropped. But so I'm going to give this a, I'm going to give this a C minus move. I think Daniel... Daniel's good and consistent and can maybe be a decent compliment to to Brandon, but somebody from that team that's going to get dropped, it's got to be Brandon. Yeah. Somebody tag Brandon French. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just excited to see De La Rosa. I don't, I don't really care about the whether it was the right move or not. I just like De La Rosa. I want to watch him play. I'm glad he's uh, getting picked up. And then the other point on that is uh i think brandon french and jill braverman alone could chirp their way to a a nightmare team (laughs) nightmare team i kind of want to see them play together again that's that's what i'm saying i think they they need to play together right against let's see who's another female player that can really get chippy Mm, if provoked um if i mean i think well, in Challenger, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know as much about Challenger, but I'd like to see those two play against Jeff. Yeah, dude, and I mean, anybody. There's there some, there some names I'm seeing, and I'm like, I follow the sport for a living, and I don't <laughs> know who some of these people are. Yeah, 
So the Arizona Drive, right? They placed Sarah Burr on the waiver wire and picked up Heather Nobler. I've never heard that name before. And I don't mean that as a slight in any way. I've just never seen her play. I've never heard her name. I can't say that I have either. Really? Yeah. So, uh, it's, it sounds familiar. I can't. I wouldn't be able to, to picture fun, this person. I think, I think that makes it more fun. It's like yeah, you have somebody coming players. out of the. You have an unknown, right? And these players, these teams are are looking for for some form an advan- of an advantage and taking a shot on an unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't. I don't even know if I can give that one a a grade. Um. Next one was the DC pickleball team placed Monica Palicelli on the waiver wire and Nailed picked that up pronunciation. I would have stumbled all over that. <laughs> nice. They took Amanda Hendry, which I think is a, it's, it's not a, uh, I don't know if it's an enormous upgrade. I don't know if it's a, a downgrade. I think that Monica and Amanda play a, a relatively similar game. They're both lefties. The only thing I do know is that um, I've, seen amanda play more i think amanda does play more and i remember when amanda kind of just started playing probably a little over a year and a half ago Mm -hmm. two years is when she started playing some of the pro events and she's on a good upward trajectory and you know maybe maybe dc pickleball team is banking on her continuing to improve for the next whatever it is well i guess we only have two events two events over three-ish months, three and a half months. Mm-hmm. So hoping that she continues to to improve where I think maybe maybe Monica has been in a more um, stationary spot relative to others. So I don't know. We'll give that a B, B, B? move. Okay. B move. I'm intrigued by this next one because Deacon, I feel like, I don't know, you go back a year before he broke his wrist, I think. I mean, he was considered, you know, one of the top 10 doubles men. And so, I mean, I I wonder if he just needs more time to kind of get back into the swing of things or if the game has just kind of passed him by. That's interesting because I think his second tournament back, I think him and Ignatowicz took like a fourth place or Mm -hmm. or fifth place, Mm -hmm. Um, which I thought was pretty, pretty impressive. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, Steve is a good veteran of the game and is good with strategy. And, right. you know, I think I think Pat being on that team, too, it might just not have been a, a mesh in, in playing styles. But I think that Deacon is a good, I don't know, I think that Deacon's a good major league pickleball player. I'd like to see him picked up in the in the next draft, probably. Yeah. I think that would be likely, but I wouldn't be you know, surprised. again, they're they're banking on Scott Dorner. You know, Scott. I don't. I played Scott at the Hyundai Masters. Okay. He has sick hands. He has not very good dinks yet, but again, dinks are something you can develop. Hands are much more difficult to develop. And Scott's a sick singles player as well. Moves covers the court. I can only assume that he would do the same in mixed doubles. I think his his um, his game might not be as strong in men's doubles um, where where you can find some of those weaknesses a little bit easier. But, you know, that being said, 
myself and Thomas Wilson played him, and I I can't remember the other guy's name. We played them at the Hyundai Masters. It was a good match. I think they might have had game points on us in in the first game, and and a lot of really good hands exchanges. So I mean, if he can clean up the the dinking and just become a little bit more polished, I I think this this could be a good a decent move for him. Rating B. 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 Middle of the road. Yeah. All right. Brooklyn Aces. They place Sierra Gate and Leach on the waiver wire. And they uh, pick up Hurricane Tyra Black. Tyra Black. Tyra Black. What's Hurricane? What does that mean? I I got to ask our writers. I don't know. <laughs> so I saw something that today that I think they're. Um, I, I, again, we'll have to do some research, maybe some fact checking. Hurricane Tyra Black, it's on her Instagram. Okay. She goes by the hurricane. Okay, by the hurricane. All right, we'll just call her, we'll call her the hurricane. I don't know, I've never seen the hurricane play. Branding. I mean, it's, it's not bad branding. Yeah, I like it. I don't think they had much of a, uh, of a choice. Sierra is, is pretty far along in her pregnancy. Um, and I believe that she actually decided to kind of drop out so they had to they had to pick somebody up and i guess that hurricane has had a pretty decent tennis career yeah it looks like it um very good tennis player so you know maybe they're maybe they're taking the the sam query approach hopefully it works out better for them than it did for for dc um yeah again shoot your shot it's a tough spot because they didn't choose to play Sierra on the waiver wire to lose their first round basically pick and then pick up somebody. So given the fact that they didn't have a choice in dropping Sierra, I'm going to give this a an A-minus move. I don't know anything about Hurricane Tyra Black <laughs> other than she's a good tennis player. Given Given that and given where they finished, like – Shoot your shot. There's no harm in it. Here's what Send it. So she she has a sister. Tornado, right? Alicia Tornado Black. Yeah. And uh, apparently the nicknames are simply because their parents attempted to make them more marketable as professional tennis players. I like it. What's my nickname? How do I become more marketable? I feel like you have a million nicknames. I think I should be like I think I should be something not a natural disaster, something nerdy. Like you like Gumby, Elastigirl. Yeah, I've got all those. I'm trying to forget those ones. <laughs> I want to be Cyber Attack Zane Never. Jamie till. edit that out. Cyber Attack? Cyber Attack. <laughs> like like it's not a natural disaster. It's very much man made. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Cyber Attack Navratil. I like it. Um Hurricane Tyra Black. So she's only twenty two. Okay. I I'm I like when we see these younger players come in. Um, cause obviously there's just more time to compete and make something out of their career. We need more, uh, fresh blood. Um, when I look at her Wikipedia and see that she was born in 2001 and she's 22, makes me feel that math doesn't work. Insanely old. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Uh, but she's done a lot. Of, yeah. I mean, so her highest ranking is 331 in singles and 640 in doubles. She's currently ranked 455. Uh, so I'd be singles. curious if she's just retiring from tennis now and yeah, right. diving into this full time. Is she right. dabbling? Like, 
you know, there's there's better money to be made in pickleball for somebody like that than there is if you're going to stick around the 200 plus range. There's not much money in tennis. Right. Um, now there's not much. There's not any money in the 200 plus range for pickleball. But you have to think that you could come in and be, if you work, top 50 in pickleball, and there is money in top top 50 in pickleball. That's for sure. Right. So because if you look, if you think this is, I mean, this is what everybody talks about it, right? It's like, okay, you can't crack the top 200 in tennis. You might as well come to doubles because, like, if we're looking at uh, Hurricane. And, you know, she's played, <clears throat> I don't know, looks like almost 100 matches uh, in total in her career in singles. And uh, total prize, and then, you know, about 30 in doubles total prize money for her career. What do you think? What? It, sorry, what was the records again? Uh, she's 63 and 29 in singles, and she's pretty good, I feel like. I don't know. Uh, and then 17 and 15 in, in doubles. So We'll call it 120 grand. Yeah. $33,000. Yikes. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I think somebody like that comes, dedicates a year to, to pro pickleball. Probably make more than that just through. For sure. Cause you have to think that 33 grand in, in prize money and how many matches was that? That was a hundred singles matches and about 30 doubles matches. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's, take an average let's see say that she's playing four matches per tournament oh, on the high end the deloitte accounting on me right now aren't you <laughs> yeah i am so let's say that's probably means she's played at least 40 tournaments which is going to mean travel airfare mm -hmm. probably international travel. travel right thailand turkey colombia oh really turkey, they're turkey dominican republic i mean this this person's they have to be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in the hole from that mm-hmm Whereas the, the even the better part about pickleball is it's all domestic right now. Mm -hmm. I've, I'm getting a three hundred flight over three hundred dollar flight over to to Florida, mm -hmm. right? It's not a thirteen hundred dollar flight to to Turkey. Interesting. Yep. But anyway, I'm sure she will be. I'm sure she'll be good. I'm sure she'll. It'd be interesting to see if she she abandons tennis or and and embraces this full time. But speaking. Of abandonment. <laughs> oh, this is good. Oh, I don't boy. know where you're going Speaking right now, but I love this. Abandonment. Okay. Anna Bright. Oh yes. Abandoned. Mm -hmm. Yep. Riley Newman. Yep. Now that's that's going to be a great clickbaity uh, title, yeah. but there there's more to it. So Anna is going to play the rest of the year with Big Papa Jimmy. Big Papa. Yep. Thoughts. Uh, what a play by James Ignatowicz, the long con, date the girl with a lot of potential once she gets the highest rank, um, or, you know, is one of the top, you know, potentially three women in the sport, you pull the boyfriend card, you take her and, uh, you get a little selfish and now you have a shot at also performing for the rest of the year on the, on the PPA tour. I love it. That's all time strategy. Big Papa Jimmy moves right there. That's interesting. Like... I had a conversation with both James and Anna in uh, in APP New Jersey mm -hmm. last year. Mm -hmm. Anna and I taught APP Academy together, and we had like a 45-minute drive. And I'm pretty sure James fell asleep in the back seat while we were <laughs> driving to the airport. And so me and Anna are talking in the front seat, and James is sleeping in the back seat. And I ask Anna, like, why aren't you playing any with James? 
and like in a, in the most straight faced way that only Anna Bright could. She just said straight up to me like, "Oh, he's just, he's not good enough." <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh you're serious? <laughs> oh, okay, you're serious." Yeah, yeah. Which is the so, most like fair answer? It is. It was at that point, right? One hundred percent correct, right? Probably still correct at this point. Um, James is awesome. James is 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 a winner, but he's not. He's not a top three male like Anna is a top three to five mm-hmm. female, right? So I, I have to think that this is more for relationship than pickleball. Yeah. Well, and if, you know, Anna's just not enjoying playing with Riley, um, you know, and, and James is having the, his, his recent performances, like, just makes sense, right? Yeah. At least she had an easy uh, alternative, right? Right. Yeah, so I don't know if there's just been, I guess, issues in that partnership um, prior to this with between Riley and, and Anna. I I have no idea there, but you know, I, I still think that James is going to become w- one of those top five players yeah. for sure. Yeah, I can um, see it. I think he has. I think he has all the tools that you you need for that. Um, is he there yet? Probably not trending in that direction like i wouldn't i wouldn't bet against him that's for sure so where does riley go what's his move i don't know (laughs) i don't know i mean i don't know who is who's available i think i think there's a cascading domino effect right exactly where he's gonna poach somebody else's partner somebody else is gonna get dropped exactly right yeah so and this is when business decisions are prioritized because you have debatably the top male right on the double side and he's like, hey, I need a partner. Yeah, you know, actually, Zara Navratil, I hear, is, <laughs> yeah. is looking for a, for a mixed partner. Yeah. I think, oh, really? Riley, Riley, you should slide yeah, into Zara Navratil's DMs. Navratilova. Yeah. Yeah. They messed that part up. Okay, I like it that. It should have been Navratilova. Mm-hmm. Just like Lucy, Luka Kovalova. Yeah. Should have been Luka Kovalov. Yeah. All right. Understand your Eastern European... Um, uh, terminologies okay so the last the last point that we had for today was i've been seeing a lot of commentary about kind of bashing people for pulling out of the backdrop um you've been seeing the same yeah mostly from you but yeah mostly from me yeah no, bashing you see people? it in the comments here and there it's like you know if you're gonna be there you know finish what you started um that that kind of thing but I don't bash people in the comments. I wait to come on to no, this not, podcast, yeah, not you and then the I comments. bash them. Right, right. Okay. Just wanted to make that clear. Yeah. But here's the thing. So usually, or the way the pick wall has been run before, it's been a full double elimination bracket. Mm-hmm. When it was full double elimination, there was hardly any backdraw pulling out because anybody can come and win the entire tournament even if you win first even if you lose first round you can go back and win Mm -hmm. then ppa changed to a modified single elim format Mm -hmm. where if you lose early on the best that you can get is a bronze medal you can't come back and compete on championship sunday you can't win gold or silver and then this year they took it one step further even last year 
even last year, you saw some pullouts of singles because singles is a very physically grueling event. Mm-hmm. Lots of backdrop pulling out in singles. Um, but still not very much in doubles, right? You still wanted to, to compete and try and at least get that bronze medal. Now, the best that you can get is fifth place, which fifth place, I think, gets you an additional 500 bucks as a... It gets you like an additional 500 bucks. And that's kind of brutal. You can't even come back to to bronze anymore, and you're not guaranteed. None of your matches in the back draw count until you get to that fifth, sixth spot. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of sucks to see players pull out, but I actually don't have a problem with it given the current incentives. Right. And I think if issue. you're allowed to play to to even bronze, I, I have an issue with it. Like you should you should compete to bronze, but to fifth and sixth, I don't know. There's nothing. What what is there to be gained for for you know putting yourself out there right. all all day long grinding? Right. right. I don't know. So I think that I think that this only playing to fifth or sixth is just another step towards completely eliminating the the back draw yeah or making it not a full feed in consolation which at this point i think should be the case if you win you should have a two match guarantee you shouldn't if, be able to compete for bronze still uh yeah i think you can make it i think you can do what the ppa is is doing where the semifinalists compete for bronze but if any back draw player can only get fifth or sixth for the most part i think that that's worthless so what i think should happen is if you win your first round you're competing for bronze and gold if you win lose you're out if you lose first round you can win the consolation and you're only playing against every other team that also lost their first round so i don't know it gives it 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 kind of does two things it shortens the day for people who only want to play for bronze and gold you win lose you're out go enjoy florida for the people who flew there to play and and are maybe like an an amateur and they just want matches you can lose first round and have four or five backdraw matches so you still can get those people to sign up for the tournament knowing that they're not just going to be one and out. Right. So you have a two-match minimum. Yeah. Don't don't bash people for pulling out of the back draw when the incentives are such that you probably should pull out of the back draw. Right. right. Yep. And I typically fall on the side of make the right business decision. And uh, I think that's kind of the case here, right? Yeah, I'd agree. So, all right. That's all I had. I think that's it. Shorter episode. Uh, we got DJ on next week. I'm excited to have DJ on. Uh, I think that'll be a, an interesting, an interesting episode. And I'm gonna and wear. First time we have somebody in studio. First time. Well, first guest. First guest, and I am going to wear a full Major League Baseball umpire. <laughs> like I'm gonna have chest guard. Maybe like maybe like a hockey goalie. Yep. Yeah. I'm, because I, mean, I, I think I, I think things planned. 
I think DJ might attack me. Yeah. He's got a temper on that one. Huh? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. So anyway, tune in to next week's podcast to see if I can live. This room is not conducive to my running away strategy. No. We're what? Nine by nine. Right. But you got lightsabers right here. So that's true. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, no, uh, I, we were hoping to have DJ on this week. I was pumped. Should be a good episode next week. Uh, subscribe, leave a review, leave a review. Uh, we still have the pullover on the line for this is the last episode you can enter to uh, be eligible for that. Um, and then of course we're always monitoring. We're going to have one of you guys on the pod. Um, and uh, we'll decide that soon. Perfect. All right, go get some, go get some uh, ibuprofen and some <laughs> sleep for your hangover. <laughs> Pickle pod.